Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Right. Well, I need a rewrite, but in the meantime, if you could give it to anyone that you know in TV or yes, film, or... definitely, yeah. I will make it so. You've seen Star Trek: The Next Generation, right? I haven't. No. Why your wife won't let you have it on? Is it? I'm not married. Ah, your girlfriend then? I haven't got a girlfriend. I, li I live alone. You're not married. You haven't got a girlfriend, and you've never watched Star Trek. No. Good lord. Wrong story, Larry. Welcome to Dearly Debated, the show where you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. Joining me today in the uh, Levinson Family Homeschool Studio uh, is the one, the only... Ashley, I think Tilly is really cool. Thomas! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like a cool Tilly thing to say, and I couldn't think of one, so I just spazzed out, which <laughs> I suppose is appropriate. <laughs> and I am Nathaniel Engage Levinson. Nice. <laughs> uh, so today we're just going to be doing a little chit chatting about because, uh, uh, as you as you may know, the one of our other co-hosts, Greg, not really a Star Trek guy. No, hasn't really watched it. Um, Jason, our our lonesome moderator, who sadly could not be here tonight, he is working through Star Trek. I think he's up to Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I think they got a little bit into Deep Space Nine. They kind of took a break right when it was getting good. I Man, know. I, I yeah. Know. You, I, mean, I used to get into Enterprise and be like, I don't remember anything of break. Well, but. well, you, I mean, I, I'm be honest. The uh, the first two seasons of Deep Space Nine were kind of a slog for me. They're they okay. Yeah, they definitely like a little bit episodic, and the the real stuff kicks in later. Yeah, like once the Dominion st mm -hmm. stuff starts happening, oh, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. get the Defiant. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the character building is still really solid in the first two oh, seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like having watched it since then, I I appreciate it more in retrospect. And let's be honest. Next gen didn't kick in until Riker got his beard. Uh, I mean, Come on. I mean, yeah. First seasons, first seasons of of just about every Star Trek series. Eh, you know, yeah, could, could I would be say could be Voyager better. probably had the strongest first. Yeah, season. I was about to say Voyager. I don't really have any. Voyager kind of went down then up. Yeah, yeah. Whereas everything else was kind of a pretty steady climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but yeah, so there's some, uh, what was it, First Contact Day? Uh, first Contact Day was April the 5th, which was uh, at time of recording this past Monday. Yeah, so uh, it was April the 5th, and so they dropped a bunch of new teasers, so Card Season 2, 
Discovery Season 4, Lower Deck Season 2, which, you know, that's fine. Um, that's not really what we want to talk about, because, I mean, how much can we talk about it? It's an animated... I, it's I an mean, animated... Uh, I really enjoy show. it. I want to cosplay Tindy. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I absolutely that's enjoy my it, hair, too. I have, I have my <laughs> issues with it. Um, it, it. The main... The primary issue I think I have with Lower Decks is, like, I enjoy it, but it's really not in the spirit of Star Trek. It, <laughs> well, and I, I think one of the things I did find enjoy about it because, enjoyable about it was because it was so different. Mm. Um, I like the difference. I, and, you know, and for those who may be unaware, I have literally watched all of Star Trek um, because I have a problem. It's called Completionist I Tendencies. I think I've watched all of it except for the last couple seasons of Enterprise and... The original series. There were only three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember. Whenever we stopped watching as a family was when I stopped watching. I got you. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, so I, I, to me, there's not a super wrong way to do Star Trek. Um, oh, yeah. And, okay. and, and I think uh, Lower Decks is going to serve its purpose to bring in different people. Oh, yeah. The same way, like, other people are getting into Star Trek because they watch Discovery. The same way I got into Star Trek because I watched the 2009 movie. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I have a problem. Let's go watch yeah. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally agree with it. But, but you know, Star Irreverence has never really been Star Trek's thing. Which, again, it's an animated spin-off show. Like, it's, it's non-canon, probably. Uh, no, not, not, it's questionably uh, canon. Yeah, I mean, they, they're definitely um, playing with a lot of different things. And, like, all the little references... They, they saw Halloween's canon, and they were like, we want that. <laughs> <laughs> all the little references are really fun. The yeah. uh, the, the joke about... Um, he was a, a, a uh, Captain Kirk Sunday with uh, Trip Tarko Sprinkles about made me pee my pants. Yeah, so... <laughs> I agree. There's definitely a lot of like really good deep cut humor in there. Right. So right. so you know part of it is a love letter and, and it's like half love letter to Trek and half taking taking the piss out of hey, this stuff was really stupid, right. wasn't it? Um, but 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 again, right. And this is one of the complaints people had about uh, Discovery was like it didn't feel like Star Trek because right. um, you know regardless of the setting, mm -hmm. Deep Space Nine was on a space station, and you have you know Voyager and Enterprise, the different Enterprises, mm -hmm. and you know they're all. You know, different, mostly different settings with different missions, but the feel of Star Trek is kind of that um, that optimistic outlook, mm -hmm. um, always looking for new discoveries. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the joy of discovery, uh, mm -hmm. which ironically, discovery took a little bit to, to find. Right, that. right. It, it it took its time to get there, and I think also one of the things that made Discovery really different is that it is the first uh, Star Trek series that was not bound to the um, twenty six episode run right. so so you don't have the filler episodes which mm -hmm. which are fun but not always like 100% relevant sure sometimes they're cool for like character development stuff which is really neat but uh discovery it's you know it's one hit after another so you're, you've you've got a different style <laughs> of storytelling and I think that might have been a little different for people too yeah it's 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 uh it's definitely faster paced yeah for oh, sure for, oh for, for certain sure. for certain Faster pace, and, and I still disagree, completely disagree with them dropping F-bombs. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah, then, I mean, you know, it is it's it is what it is. I yeah. understand why they're there. I, I, I'll I take or leave it. It doesn't particularly see, bother me. See, what, the, the reason that that bothers me okay. is because I got into Star Trek because my parents watched Star Trek with me. Mm. So by making it a more, quote-unquote, more mature show, like you're getting certain fandoms that you might not otherwise get, but you're losing this... This familial aspect where it's like, I can't sit down and watch. I can sit down and right. watch any Star Trek with my kids except Discovery. Mm. 
Um, and maybe, you know, Picard has like the one F bomb, but like those two, I would have, yeah. I, like, I couldn't, you know, if I had like an eight year old child or a six year old child, oh, no. I wouldn't ha- sit down, I, I would sit down and watch Deep Space Nine with them. Right. But I wouldn't sit down and watch Discovery or, um, or, uh, Picard with them. Right. And, you know, that's a creative decision to make. And honestly, I think they could have cut that content out and it would not have changed anything. That's, right. that's the reason why I, it bothers me. I, you know, it doesn't necessarily bother my enjoyment, but I think that is a, in the long run, that is a bad decision. Well, and I, I think that, that, yeah, and I think that's fair. And that, that also is playing into, that was how you experienced Star Trek. Right. Whereas I did not experience Star Trek until sure. I was an adult. So, so yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. Sure. But, that but I think, sense. I think that aspect of it, like shows you can watch with your kids, Star Trek has always been on that list. Right. And I think a, a lot of people's experience is you know, a lot of people came in with the movies. That was big. Mm-hmm. But then before those movies, most people were like, well, my parents watched Star Trek, so I watched Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of generational Star Trek fans mm-hmm. that grew up with it. And that and that's one of the things is that it's been going since the 60s. Yeah. And 50 so it's plus like, years old. Yeah, and so people are like, well, you know, I grew up on the original series. I grew up on Next Gen. I grew up on Deep Six Nine. And generally, the one you grew up with tends to be your favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think they, they've lost that aspect by making certain decisions to be, a, you know, more edgy, mm-hmm. which if you're ever like, we need to be more edgy, that's the wrong decision. Stop right. it. That's never the right decision. Right. <laughs> like, dropping... Someone's making fun of uh, Titans. Because uh-huh. in, in the Titans trailer, he's like, F Batman. <laughs> Some guy was doing this, a skit, a prosy D, was doing a skit about it, and he was like, uh, <laughs> wait, but then, and then Robin's just going to say, F Batman. Oh, that's a naughty word. Oh, let's call it Teen Titans. We can't call it Teen Titans. Just Titans. Oh. <laughs> and like, oh my god. Uh, which Titans was not a terrible show. I, I've heard Honestly, things. It was I, not I terrible. It. It, it was, it, there, you know, it, it was like the embodiment of angsty teen drama. Oh, to be honest, no. it felt like if CW was like, we could have blood and guts and and uh, and swear words. Oh. See, that um, might actually make it better. I. I I apparently I got too old to enjoy right. CW shows that much. Right, but no, but it was actually good. It had some, it had some interesting stuff happening. Okay, but but yeah, like the idea to make things edgy, who like is that really the audience you want to attract? Does that really have longevity? Because the people who are there, like it's edgy and therefore it's good, they're move, they're moving on to the next big thing as yeah. soon as something becomes yeah. edgier. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, Anyways, we're here to talk about Star Trek. Woo. Um, so yeah, first contact. They they dropped new trailer for Discovery, new trailer for uh, Picard, new trailer for Lower Decks, and they teased what is it? Star Trek uh, Priority uh, uh, Pro- Prodigy Prodigy. Yeah, new which animated series. Some animated series, which I'm assuming is going to be a little more serious. Than uh, it's so Star Trek directed? Prodigy is going to be d- more like kid directed. That's going to be on Nickelodeon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good boy, son. Uh, but uh, the the big deal about Star Trek Prodigy is they've got Kate Mulgrew back right. to be Captain Janeway. Right. And uh, as I understand it, she's kind of leading the this group oh of my monsters. It's, it's Star Trek Magic School Bus. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what I wanted. It, yes. Nice. I want... I want... 
Yes, come on, kids. I, Jump on the magic spaceship. Like, let's go. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I'm so in for that. Now, there was not, they didn't drop a trailer for that. Uh, no. They just alluded to it. Uh, well, they, they released some teaser images. So, okay. so you actually get to see, like, all of the the new recruits, mm. and you get to see uh, Captain Janeway. Right. Which right. is pretty cool. And she she's looking like early Voyager Janeway. She, she's got her hair up in the the. Poof the thing. poofy bun. The poofy bun. The uh, the Danish. <laughs> well, apparently, um, you know, Kate Mulgrew's hair was like a big deal, like, and it caused real trauma on the Voyager <laughs> set because they're all like the the people are like, well, maybe she should do her hair this, and, and Kate Mulgrew literally said, she's got to pilot this effing ship and get this get these people back to Earth, like. She doesn't have time to care about what her hair looks like. What's wrong with you people? She, she's like, you're going nowhere. Right? And then she put her hair in a bun. <laughs> and then by like what season three, season four, she got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I never took issue with her hair. I'm like, guys, it's, it's, it's but hair. apparently it was you, a point of contention. That's so weird. I mean, it's stupid, and and she knew it, but it was the fanboy. I mean, base. flowing long flowing hair might. Look more, look more gooder. Look, it's late. <laughs> we're, we're recording late. Might look better for some shots, but like, think practically. I'm always telling, okay, yeah, I have to teach in chemistry labs. Uh-huh. And I'm always like, ladies and guys, if you have long hair, this is not discriminatory. Like, if you have long hair, you need to tie it up. Because if you're leaning over a beaker of acid and your hair falls in, you don't want that to happen. No. Like, hair can get in the way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's perfectly sensible to have it always tied up when right. you're working. Right. Like, hey, when you're, when you're, when you have that, you know, ship's party thing or whatever, when they're, when they're having the, the, the Voyager rave or whatever, yeah, yeah, you can let your hair down. That's a re- there's a reason that let your hair down is <laughs> a metaphor for relaxing. Right. Because you have to put your hair up if you're going to actually accomplish things. Right. So, like, <laughs> I think it's perfectly reasonable to be like, we're on the job, hair's up. Yep. But anyway, so so that's going to be really cool, and and you know it, again something you know it, because it's more like kid oriented, right? Something you could watch as a family, which is really cool, and you've got the classic, it, you've got the tie in with classic Trek with uh, Kate Mulgrew, right? Right, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's be cool. I, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do with that. That's yeah, be, that should be fun. Um, it, it would be interesting if they just did like. The deep lore of the Star Trek universe as told to children by Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. Listen, I um, I purposely get audiobooks because Kate Mulgrew narrates them. So <laughs> I will happily like listen to her tell me all the Star Trek lore. <laughs> wow. Oh, speaking of wow, Loki. Okay, we're not going to get on that. Yeah, we're not get on that. I haven't watched uh, the Loki trailer yet. Oh, you haven't? No, sir. it's it's it's. Uh, I, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Loki, and Owen Wilson is in it, too. Yeah. So I'm like, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's Owen Wilson. Wow. And we're all like, are they going to are they gonna have him say that? Because Marvel's pretty meta. Are they gonna, if they make Owen Wilson say, wow, uh-huh. it's going to blow up the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So why don't we start with Picard? Picard. So uh, we didn't, did we talk about first season of Picard? I don't know that we really talked about first um, season of Picard. No. We, we, so when we did our Star Trek podcast way back in episode Two five. or three or oh, four. It was like um, four or five. I could check. I could check. Um, but yeah, so our T Earl Grey hot episode. T Earl Grey hot. T Earl Green hot. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Lo- Earl Green. to Earl Green at Logbook Guy on Twitter. See, that's not our podcast. That's a different one. Uh, <laughs> you will definitely not find your answer there. Yes, T Earl Grey hot was episode five. Yep, yep. So and we... it was re- it was released in 
uh, almost a year ago. Yeah, ten months, ten months ago. Dang. Yeah, right. so we've been pod, we've been podcasting. We, yeah, we've been we've been almost in, in, casting in some June. Pods. It'll be a year. We've been casting some pods for a mm-hmm. while. We have, we have. Yeah. So, um, I remember in that episode we made reference to some of the things that we had questions about um, in Picard, particularly the. Um, what are the logistics of how wealth is and like resources are distributed in a society that doesn't use money? Mm-hmm. Um, because there is clear disparity between um, what Picard has and what uh, Raffi has, um, because you know he's set up in his Picard family mansion, um, which I mean y- you still have you know issues of like the effects of generational wealth. But then you have Raffi, who's out in the desert in a RV. So what? What's what's the deal there? Like, because theoretically, if we're in a society that you know everybody has the things they need or has access to them, why why is there still this disparity? Right, right. Um. So so that's that's kind of a, a question that we have that may or may not be addressed in season two. It may just be a you know plot hole they choose to ignore. <laughs> right, right. It may not be relevant to the story they're trying to tell. And, you know, it's funny because in Next Generation, when, uh, oh, I don't remember what, which episode it is, but there's an episode where they're talking to, uh, no, it's the Q episode. It's the episode where he's talking to Q. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we've gotten rid of poverty. We've gotten rid of money. Like, everyone has everything they need. Right. You know, with firm conviction. Because Picard wouldn't lie about that. No. Um, so it's interesting that they kind of slightly retcon that. Mm-hmm. Into, into saying that there are, there are still, which, okay. Honestly, I think it's more realistic to say, even if we solve world hunger, there are still going to be haves and have-nots. Because that's just, you know, it's impossible to get purely, I guess, purely Marxian distribution of wealth. Right. Because it's, it's, first, it's just actually impossible. Like, like from a logical perspective, it's impossible because you're always going to have people who are distributing. So, there's always going to be someone in a position of power. But, like, human nature being what it is, not a chance that it's going to be ever going to be, like, perfectly equitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think it's, it's slightly more realistic, like, you know, yeah, all our basic needs are met, but there are still haves and haves not, which, you know, at some point you're like, okay, well, if all your basic needs are met, you know, how much more do you need than, than, than right. having all your basic needs met, you know, food, shelter, uh, education, uh, right. blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, so it was it was interesting because it, you know, it, it, it they did the thing where they allude to what the reason he... He quit. So he's, you know, quit, retired, living mm-hmm. his, his life, runs into, oh, I'm forgetting her name. Well, what was her name? Dodge is the one he's yeah. hanging out with now, but it's her sister. Yeah, Dodge's sister. That's been a while since I watched Yeah, it. yeah I've um, only watched it once, and it was uh, about this time last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's hanging out with Dodge's sister. These are spo- This is spoilers for Picard, though, so if you haven't watched it, you know, go watch it. Um, and the Romulans show up, and, and we find out that uh, there's basically like a, a, a Skynet is online event, and so replicant humans are. Ba- it, was, it was pretty Blade Runner. Yeah, it, it was really was Blade Runner. It really was. Um, that you know, replicant humans like Data, like androids, are banned. Illegal Soji. Soji, yeah, okay, Soji. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Soji shows up at Picard's place. I still uh, um, unclear to me why she ends up at Picard's. Um, she because um, I, I think they explained it, but I, I, my brain's not it, basically it. she. Uh, it was something like implanted. Yeah, it was a memory her. implanted in yeah. her. Yeah, but anyways, the it turns out there's like some secret, uh, basically KGB arm of the Romulans 
um, that's that's whose goal is to wipe out all replicant life. Um, you know, they're not called replicants, but I'm going to call them that. For, <laughs> it's, it's what they are, and it's Androids. much more convenient. Androids. Um, but I, I, you know, android is like a funny word where it's it can be used to describe a lot of different things, and I think replicants captures the essence of what's going on uh, better. So I'm going to stick with that. I think from from my brain, for clarity's sake, that makes more sense. Um, uh, I don't know why. Why? But uh, it does. Um, oh, and just to clarify, I got the that reverse. So Dodge was the one that goes originally to Picard. Right. And Soji, and Soji, and Soji is her twin one. sister. Who's right. Soji is her twin sister. Who's working with the Romulans. On the Borg Cube. On the Borg Cube. Trying to recover the Borg Cube. Um, and there's some weird stuff. with. There's some interesting stuff going on with the Borg and them trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, but it culminates with them finding basically the replicant home planet. And then, I'm trying to remember... Uh, basically, it becomes a philosophy battle between Picard and the, and the yeah, yeah. It it got real philosophical towards the end. I mean, Star Trek always had a yeah, philosophical. Which bit. I, I appreciated. Yeah, and I I enjoy that. Um, but uh, it was not entirely like I was not expecting the uh, the final battle to be like let's debate philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to kill all humans. Okay then. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and and. It always feels like a little bit cheap when it's like, this is the way you escalate the threat to show that there clearly a threat is, well, you know, here's my group and I want to just destroy all the other groups. <laughs> like, uh, has that ever solved anything? No, no it hasn't. Like, And the whole, like, humans will always be a menace. I'm like, I'm forward to that menace, Spider-Man! <laughs> and it's J. Jonah, James- J. Jonah Jameson always coming in my movies and just like... <laughs> <laughs> that might be my new favorite sound. Of this <laughs> serious? Uh, what a gem! I am, don't want to go on a tangent of how excited I am for the for the next phase of Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Again, when the general was like, "Get the fuck out of my office," I was like, <laughs> "I beg your pardon." Um, right. In, in that scenario, I could see how that fit there, but I still wasn't a huge fan. Seven of nine showing up. Oh I was my like, god. Yeah, she'd had a little bit more. She was more of a cameo. I mean, in, her part increased towards the end, right? right. Um, and I think we're definitely going to get more seven uh, next season. I sure hope so. Um, but um, I really loved what, like, the conversations that she had um, with Picard about how, like, talking about regaining their humanity. Yeah, because it had been <laughs> at that point. I hadn't rewatched Next Gen in a while. And I, it had almost slipped off my radar that, oh yeah, Picard got Borged. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and even though he was only Borged for like two episodes, I like, I, it never occurred to me and like how deeply that impacts a person. Like, right. yeah, man, geez. So I actually thought the whole um, Seven of Nine thing and the Borg thing rang a little more true for me than mm-hmm. the than the Soji than Soji's arc. Mm-hmm. Um, which I not that I thought Soji's arc was bad. Mm-hmm. I just thought like the that Seven of Nine sh- struggle made more sense to me. Yeah. Whereas the the whole replicant thing, I was I, I, I my my brain was not putting the pieces together as to like because did they ever answer the question as to whether the the destruction of that one planet was it Mars? It might have been Mars. Whether that the basically the the uprising and the destruction of yeah, that planet Mars, yeah. was because the Romulans activated something, or because the replicants chose to do that. 
Because I, I, that was unclear to me. I'd have to rewatch it. Yeah, there are yeah. A couple things, it, it got a little convoluted. Yeah. And so I think I think maybe uh, subsequent watchings will be able to clear some of those things up. But, like, wasn't at the end it was like, oh, these replicants have been here for hundreds of thousands of years or something like that? Yeah. Am and mixing it, that up with something else with no, androids? No, no, <laughs> and, and, and um, it, so basically you have the, um, you have the Tal Shiar. Right. Uh, which is the Romulan super secret Secret, secret. The, the secret. super secret, the super secret police who are like, no replicants, bad, get them out of yeah, here. Yeah, uh, and then you have a uh, you have a faction within the Tal Shiar, or or is it or again because I've only watched it once and it's been about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, is it a faction within the Tal Shiar, or is it just the Tal Shiar that um, were able to get this prophecy about? The, this android uprising. Right, and I think that's what was fueling them was that they had this prophecy about right. an android uprising. Right, right. So, so... And then, I, okay, I, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, which I might not be, they had that prophecy, so they made the replicants go crazy on whatever planet. I, I think, I really think it, it was Mars. It, it was Mars because you have the short trek called Children of Mars. Right. Robot uprising on Mars mm-hmm. to get all the replicants banned, mm-hmm. and that was the Talshira's fault. Which is like rigging the game. Like, come on, guys. Right. So I, th- I think that's what I think that's what was the resolution of that. And then it turned out the prophecy was like true, but they then they stopped it at the end, right? Yeah, like yeah, P- you know, Picard, you know, uh, you know, mustering all of his diplomacy powers, <laughs> right? You know, was able to philosophy them. It was like you just activated my trap card. I'm <laughs> playing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh with Greg. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that uh, yeah, so that I think that's a that's a pretty good summation of of the events of Picard. Um, notable um, appearances: uh, Troy and Riker. Yes, uh, I love that part that they're just uh, that episode. Were tired. No, so, so I think that's my favorite one. Did they imply that their first son died? No, it was their first daughter. Okay. Or no, no, no. Sorry, their first son. And and so here's something because I've been watching back through um, Star Trek on. Um, uh, the uh, H&I channel, Heroes and Icons, they do uh, a block six days a week called All Star Trek. Right. And so they play one episode of everything from original series to Enterprise. And so Conceivable. as I've been watching back through most every night, I'm catching like little things that I missed uh, in Picard. Like, oh, they've actually, they make references to the Tal Shiar mm-hmm. in Next Gen. They yep. make references to the Tal Shiar in uh, Enterprise right. even. So, uh, like, this has been around for a while. Right, right. But the, the thing that I missed first go around is that their their <laughs> daughter, Troy and Riker's daughter, is named Kestra, which is the name of Troy's older sister that died when she was a baby, mm. uh, which you learn about in season seven of Next Gen. Um, so I, I just like, oh, my gosh. Like, once I, like, heard the name, I was like, why do I know that name? What? Oh my gosh! And you know, so going back and looking at <laughs> the uh, IMDb for for both of those episodes, but um, yeah. So the older son died, and the reason he died was because he had a disease or something that could have been fixed if he had uh, been able to have some sort of like android implant mm-hmm. placed. But androids are now illegal. This this implant or whatever it was that would have cured him is no longer available and so he died because of that mm-hmm. um so right right okay yeah. yeah yeah so there there's um there's layers of tragedy in there where i'm sure picard is probably feeling some weight of responsibility um in that even even however indirectly 
um, because of the way things went down mm-hmm. with uh, Starfleet and the androids. So it's just it's you know a couple different layers mm-hmm. of, of tragedy mm-hmm. in that situation. But just uh, I, one of the, one thing I really love in my stories is I love found family. Mm-hmm. If you want Ashley to ugly cry, here let's put on Shazam. <laughs> uh-huh. It will make me like I went into Shazam expecting to laugh. I was not expecting to have like a counseling session while it watching. Really like, good family. It's really. so, so, such a great, but like the 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 people who are your family are the people that you choose, right? Um, you know, and so so that that group hug at the end of like. <laughs> Ugly crying. I was like, "This is." I was like, "This is so dumb. Why am I crying?" But that. that How could you do this? No, no, it gets. But the the group hug at the end of of that episode of Picard. Yeah, Yeah. it just. And then, and then, of course, Riker sweeping in Mm -hmm. at the end, doing his like, yeah, we're gonna do this, or I'm gonna kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was. uh... That was. I was like. That, this this is the Riker that I love very very much. Thanks for doing that, Jonathan Frakes. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, it was wonderful. Yeah. I and and you know when I think about it, it really was obviously you know it should have been obvious from the title, but like the the both the main storylines, which is the you know the Android uprising and Soji figuring out what's going on, and um, and Seven's kind of side quest to help free the Borg. Um, really, the main the main, which is kind of what I'm excited for season two, the main thing was Picard rediscovering himself. Yes. Like, finding his captaincy again. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he basically had given up. For good, I mean, you know, right. not unreasonably. Um, but it just kind of been like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Gone into retirement. Um, you know, after a huge failure, whether it was on his part or, you know, things beyond his control with uh, the whole... Um, what was it? It was like a supernova at Romulus, and he tried to evacuate everyone, and he wasn't able to get yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, bearing the burden for something that was probably not in his control. Right. Um, but, like, you know, after all of this, I, I need to, I can't do this anymore. The right. burden's too heavy. But then, you know, going back into it, like, no, I can still accomplish good things out here. I can still make a difference. So Yeah. And so, to me, that, that even though it was uh, fairly dark in places, I thought that, that, because people, some people complain, like, it doesn't feel like Star Trek. I'm like, you're not paying close enough attention to what right, Picard's right, doing. Right, right, there, There's a lot yeah. of different layers of classic Trek yeah. in there. It's, especially Picard and Seven are, are you know, they're both, yeah, like, yeah, Seven's, Seven's getting uh, violent, but come on. It's Jerry Ryan. We all want to see her be a badass. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. It's okay. Because she is. Um, like, Worf got, got his ass whooped every single episode, and we loved it. Um <laughs> It was so funny because uh, I saw like a, an analysis of that that was like, why does Worf, who's established to be, you know, this great Klingon, he was supposed to be this Colossus, <laughs> like this great Klingon warrior, uh-huh. why does he lose every single fight? And and someone was like, well, it's because Worf is established to be a strong warrior because he's a Klingon, right? Right. And he's a strong, like within the Klingons, he's a strong warrior. Well, how do you establish that your bad guy's a credible threat? You have him beat your strongest guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it, it, it culminates because it ha- they use that so much. Mm-hmm. It ends up making people think, like, is Worf actually, like, a wimp? Like, is he is he actually <laughs> not as good as... Because they because they leaned a little t- too hard on, well, if he can beat Worf, he can beat anyone. I'm like, right. well, if he beat Worf, so he's probably not that big of a deal. <laughs> well, I think, I think, too, you got... with Within that, though, you also got to develop Worf a little more, right, like... Right. Because Worf, As more Worf gets than just back. the Klingon War. Yeah, Worf gets back up. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, so, uh, 
yeah, Picard's Picard's regaining of his confidence and realizing that he can still, you know, he can fail and then still go on to accomplish things, mm-hmm. and knowing that there are people that only he can help. Like, you know, if he doesn't go to help these people, no one's going to go to help these people. So he feels that call. And, you know, that to me, that's Star Trek. Like, they're always like, oh, there's a distress call? We need to go help these people, because if we don't go, who else is going to go? Right. So I think, you know, that that um, uh, self-sacrificial element, I think, is pure Star Trek. Um, Absolutely. So, so I thought that was good. And, you know, Discovery, it took them a little bit, but I think they found their sea legs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, so so we want to maybe touch a little bit on the uh, the little teaser. The little teaser, and yeah, this is not a spoiler because it's freely available on the internet. It's thirty seconds long. Go watch it. Yep. Um, Yeah. So it opens, you know, voiceover from Picard, music, whatever. None of that's important. What is important is the very end where the card burns and the letter Q is left. (laughs) And then you get. What's funny? I'm watching this and I start. Like maniacal laugh, and then John Delancey. Maniacal laugh. The trial is never over. Just gonna skip to the. Uh... So yeah, so there's like a card on the table, and it burns away to reveal just the cue. The trial never ends. <laughs> so that's what we got to look forward to. I'm so excited. And. I love John Delancey. He's, He's so much fun, and I don't see him like anything else. So when so, want to know what my introduction to John Delancey was? I'm listening. Okay, uh, one of my favorite cartoons growing up, besides Gargoyles, was The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. In season, in season two, he's Doctor Quest. Uh-huh. This is like the old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. No, 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 no. no. Oh, this re- the, this the is the reboot one. from the mid-90s. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so this is like, uh, it ran from like 96 to 98, I believe. But uh, anyway, he is, uh, he's Dr. Quest in season two. And so I'm watching Next Gen for the first time. And, you know, the, the very first episode, <laughs> you've got John Delancey as Q. And I'm like... Why is his voice so familiar? <laughs> and, and like, and so, and I've done this like throughout, throughout like next gen because half of the next gen cast was in gargoyles. So, so I, I mean, I recognize Jonathan Frakes because they also mo- modeled Xanatos to look like Jonathan Frakes, and I and I recognize Marina Sirtis um, because she was Demona, but also I'm like, why is she nice? <laughs> that was confusing. But but then I'm like, I know this guy. I know this guy and it took like maybe like the second or third appearance of Q in Next Gen um, for me to like was like, why do I know this guy's name and then I figured oh my gosh he's Dr. Quest <laughs> what is this nonsense the only other thing I gotta look him up on IMDb because the only other thing I know he's done was there was a um, a video game called I believe it was Quantum Conundrum maybe that was kind of like a, a portal style puzzle game, mm-hmm. and John Delancey was basically Glados for that game. Okay, I've never played that game. I haven't either. I've just heard of it. Mm. I spelled his name wrong. <coughs> Whoops! I'm sorry, John. Born in 1948. Hey, he's from Philly. Aww. Hey, look at that. He was in Crank. I don't remember that. Oh, I didn't watch the second Crank. Because, like, let's be honest. If you watch the first Crank, you've watched the second Crank. Right? I have. I have not watched any uh, Cranks. It's it's. I it's watched Christmas with the. <laughs> but it's, it's a completely absurd movie. Um, it's it's just purely, it's just purely like shock factor stuff. It's 
it's it's fun to watch once, and then it's a completely throwaway movie. Like, and it's not it's it's not intending to be anything beyond that. Get it? Um, he's Discord in My Little Pony. Yeah, I just saw what that. What the heck? He does a lot of voice work. Uh, yeah. He was in four episodes of Breaking Breaking Bad. Apparently, I, I have um, not watched Breaking Bad. Discord. He's a he's a pony. Um, apparently, um, he was in... Santa in Elf Sparkle meets the Christmas Horse. He's Brainiac in uh, Justice League action. That's what. I'm oh, that's saying. oh okay. Well, still, that's um, that's very fun. <laughs> he's my little pony. That's hilarious. Uh, good for you. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's see if anything else. I mean, anything else? Um, I is it on an episode of The Mentalist. Uh, he was in five episodes of Stargate SG One. I've only watched the first episode. I oh, told the story. That's right. That's right. He, he's done a lot of uh, of video game voice acting. Yeah. Um, he's got a great voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Breaking Bad. The you of oh, the unit man. I remember that show. You remember the unit? Uh, I do not. It it was basically um, SWAT with all state guy. Oh, that's pretty good. That's where all state stands. Yep. Nope. The, the, the guy who's... I can never remember the actor's name because I know him as Allstate guy. I just... I feel about that. He's just, in du- he was Sinestro in Duck Dodgers. <laughs> green Loon Turn. <laughs> That's awesome. He, um, he did some voices in Invader Zim. Uh, a couple of voices in Batman the Animated Series as well. He was Eagleton. Ah. Whoever that is. Ugh, the Angry Beavers. I hated that show. I, you know, I expected to like it more than I did. I, I, was, I was not a fan. Extreme Ghostbusters. I, what, 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 what? There you go. The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Yep. Because the first one, the, the first one, still count. <laughs> yeah, those were the fake ones. <laughs> and there's Star Trek. So let's see what he, he what's he did before Star Trek. Yeah, Batman anime series. Yeah, I, I mean, like just scroll um, through his IMDb. He does a lot of TV. He was on Days of Our Lives. Four hundred and twenty episodes of Days of Our Lives. Shut up! I missed that. Four hundred. Eugene scroll. Bradford. 420 episodes. Hold on. Episode 1.6168. Holy smokes. Oh, my God. Eight, eight years. So, that, so that, that was probably, you know, the, one of the bigger things he did. Super. He spent eight years. Now I have to know. Did 420 Eugene episodes I'm, I'm of Days of Our Lives. Oh, my gosh. Eight years. 420 episodes. I, man, he was in the Mission Impossible TV series. <laughs> He was on MacGyver. He's been in everything. He was on the yeah. Twilight Zone. Jeez, oh, this guy's got it. Excuse me. It's just nothing I've ever watched. So, like, oh. this guy, this guy's been around. The bastard. Oh, oh. So, <laughs> in 1982, Eugene, uh, which is the character that he played on Days of Our Lives, appeared mm-hmm. in Salem and was a patient of Dr. Marlena Evans. Our, so, the only thing I know about Days of Our Lives was there was a there was a block of time in the mid 90s where Marlena was possessed by a demon and so they basically gave the actress like a voice changer hmm. so she was like like I know that because I caught like random episodes with my grandmother anyway Eugene kidnapped Marlena and took her back to his apartment Eugene's apartment walls were covered with newspaper clippings about the stranglings and pictures of Marlena blah 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 so basically he was like some kind of crazy dude I mean it's John Delancey he plays villain- yeah. he plays villainous or semi-villainous guys because he's got, he's got a great evil voice. He's got a great condescending evil voice. Yeah. Which I'm sure he's a very pleasant person. Yeah. I, I've listened to interviews with him. He seems like a really sweet guy. He look he looks like you'd go over to your friend's house and he'd be the dad who'd be like, hey, you guys need anything? Yeah, he's, he's like the cool dad. So, uh, fun fact, he got to uh, act with his actual son uh, playing Q's son 
in an episode of Voyager, which was a lot of fun. And uh, so that's basically the main thing that we're taking away from this new little teaser that that, that dropped on Monday. Is that right. Q will be in season two of Picard. Right. And I think the rumor is that uh, Whoopi Goldberg is also returning. That is not a rumor. That is a fact. That is confirmed. That is um, confirmed that Whoopi Goldberg... Okay. So I never quite understood what Guinan was. I I didn't either. And I, and I still don't 100%. But uh, the reason I know this is this is, this is is a 100% happening is because um, before... Like, we were only like two or three episodes into Picard. And um, Patrick Stewart went on The View... And specifically said to Whoopi Goldberg, um, we need Guinan in season two or whatever. So this is, this is definitely <laughs> going to be a thing that's happening. So first of all, we're all like, oh, there's going to be another season. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so so it sounds like Whoopi Goldberg's going to be in there. We're going to have John Delancey as Q. Um, and, and that, and like, if because it's been a while since I've seen those episodes of Next Gen, but... Uh, there, there is enmity between Guinan's people and the Q continuum. Right, and I, I, because uh, Guinan didn't seem like she had any like superpowers, like at least, least, but it's it not like seem, readily apparent. It didn't, did seem like she had some sort of precognitive insight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you know, super temporal insight. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Q was terrified of her. Right. So clearly, Q could not, Q could not mess with Guinan, right. which you know. They're really stretching. They're really uh, playing with what the word omnipotent means. Right. Um, maybe like nigh omnipotent or like really strong, you know, beyond human reckoning, but not omnipotent. Um, right. <laughs> just, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a few different ways. I don't think it means what you think it means. Right. Just like, guys, you, omni, everything, potent, yeah. power. Strength over everything. So if you're, if there's anything that can beat you, you are by definition not omnipotent. Like it's, it's right. that's a, that's just how right. logic and words work, guys. Right, you can't right. redefine it to mean something that it's not. A square is not a circle. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, by all accounts, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's Picard. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see where it's going to go. I think Q coming back. Is going to be really interesting. That's going to be real interesting since technically, um, you know, I mean, Picard is now an android. Right. Yeah. Right. That was the thing that happened. And, and Picard is like humanity's like best, ad- best advocate. Hope. Yeah. So, you know, how is that going to change Q's view of him? Right. And is he going to have super strength? Or, or you know what? Is Q just going to be like, you're a human again? <laughs> Ooh, snap. Didn't think about that. He'll be human again. Only human again. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, really interesting. I had not considered that. Yeah, that. Um, I wonder if they'll do that. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's a great blooper from because Deep Space Nine Q shows up for one episode. Deep, Q shows up in Deep Space Nine and Voyager, and they're both very different and intentionally because he's basically like for both of them he's like you're not like Jean Luc, and yeah, because Cisco like, yeah. like decks him. <laughs> but there's a there's a fantastic blooper reel. There's a great blooper reel from 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 uh, some Deep Space Nine and some Voyager stuff. But uh, like this one where Tuvok, this one uh, they're like going out onto a planet. There's like it's like a planet of lost children sort of thing going on. And the little kids like run into a cave, and two bucks walking, and he gets to the cave, and he's supposed to say, "Man, I ain't going in there." It just runs away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, they're like, "Two bucks, get down!" He gets phasered. He's like, "Uh, uh, 
and it's like spinning around on the chair, like, like ah, 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 just like milky ass. <laughs> Hilarious. Tim but, Russ is one of the hardest working actors out there. He, he, uh, it seems like he had a lot of fun with Star Trek. Well, well, so we. Here's here's another uh, Tim Russ uh, appearance that you may or may not be aware of in Spaceballs when they're combing the desert. Yes. Have you found anything? He ain't found Man, shit. Ain't found shit. <laughs> That's Tim Russ. While the combing desert, they're just dragging combs. I love. Visual parts. I do too. I, I, love them. I do too. I do too. Um, and it's one of the reasons I really enjoy Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love Mel Brooks. Yeah. Films. Sight gags um, are wonderful. Yeah, sight gags are <laughs> fantastic. Yep. But there, there's one moment where it's it's that scene where Q disappears everyone on Deep Space Nine and Cisco grabs him and says, Bring them back. Bring them back, Q. Mm-hmm. Q says, he says like, What? Or what? You'll thrash me? <laughs> Except he's saying, messed up his line. He says, Or what? You'll ravish me? And then like, brushes up his shoulders like, I might. <laughs> and he says it in his delicious Avery yeah. Books yes. voice. <laughs> One of my favorite Star Trek movies. I'm just, he's like, calms us like, I might. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so Discovery. So the, the trailer for Discovery was pretty generic. I'm going to be honest. It, it, it was. was it was. But uh, they the ga- gave me some like, What's that? What's happening here? Right. So I, I enjoyed that part. Yeah. Um. Who's the the taller redhead that has freckles? It's not Tilly. The one with the the eye thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I who cannot that? for the life of me remember her name. Uh, have we seen her before? Because I don't remember. Yeah, she's been she she yeah she's been on the crew the whole time. She's the pilot. No 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 no. Oh, not that one. No no no. Um, that's that's Detmer who you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, no, well, no, no, we'll no, pull no. up the trailer. Um, she's she's somewhere in the middle. Uh, but she she she's throwing okay, up a live long. I'm just gonna mute it and play it on double speed. She's throwing up a live long and prosper. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. who that? Um, let's see, let's see. Okay, okay. Explosions. Michael, Michael, Michael. Enterprise. That guy. That girl. Explosion, Tilly, Michael, Tilly, in 2021. Michael. Don't know who that was. No, actually, I do. That was this, um... Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Found it. I don't think we know who that is. Okay. I, well, so... She doesn't, so look, she doesn't look familiar to me. So, so you, you, you're, you, you're looking at her image. Mm-hmm. What, uh, <laughs> what planet is she from? <laughs> or, you know, what... what race of humanoid is she because I... Does she look like a... It's hard to tell. It's a little blurry. Yeah. It's a, it, 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 the image moves so quickly. maybe look like a Kardashian? Nah, she's not She's not gray enough to be a Kardashian. No, I, I almost thought Trill because of the freckles, but... Um, no, nah, it it's not but, dark but, dots. But, but it's, yeah, the, the, they're in different spots and not... It's not the right tone. She almost kind of looks like um, whatever Neelix was, but again, the, 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 the patterns are not Talaxian. dark enough. Yeah, Talaxian. Huh. Yeah, I was like, so who that? That's so that's my question. That, yeah, that must be a new character because yeah, I don't yeah. recognize her at all. Michael looks like offended at what's going on here. <laughs> He's like, oh, she did not just do that. Mm-hmm. And then there's you know, the the robed ninja ladies mm-hmm. are there. They, they're ninja nuns. That's what they are. They're ninja the, nuns. Um, um, Samurai nuns. Yeah, the the same ones that are in Picard. Yep. Which, by the way, the principle of absolute candor is my favorite thing because. 
I won. I ain't got no burger face. I can't lie. Uh, she came back every man. They cannot read my poker face. Uh, yeah, Ashley ain't got no poker face. Ashley ain't got no poker face. Um, Ashley ain't got no poker face. There it is. <laughs> there, yeah. She can't lie to nobody. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, but the um, uh, the warrior nuns. What are the warrior nuns called? The non warriors. Uh, uh, Warrior Nuns Star Trek. Uh, Romulan Warrior Nuns explains. <laughs> Coat Milot. Uh, yes, Coat Milot. Yes. Gesundheit. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so hey, I'm not far off because this this uh, article is called Romulan Warrior Nuns Explained. So you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or well, okay. Pause. IMDb Warrior Nun 2020 TV series. What is this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. It was on Netflix. Ava, Shotgun Mary, Mother <laughs> Superion. What, what 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 is this show? I don't know. I, I have not watched it. Anyways, keep talking. Um anyway, I really, really like the Kuatma lot. Um so I I'm really excited that um Michael's mom is one now. I think that's cool. I like that they are coming back into play in the next season. I, I, I really enjoyed that they took something from Picard and put it in Discovery. I, 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 I don't know why I wasn't really expecting that, but, you know, they did. And that's cool. <clears throat> so, very excited about that. So, um, I, yeah, so I think I, we're finally, it took them three seasons to get Michael in the captain's chair. Right. But they finally got her in the captain's chair, which right. is, you know, where she belongs. Right. But let me just real quick for you. After waking up in a morgue, an orphan teen discovers she now possesses superpowers as the chosen halo bearer for a secret sect of demon hunting nuns. Oh. So there, there, there's that. There you go. Fun Netflix, apparently. Yep. 6.8 out of 10. Might be fun, but probably is, is probably is like, have you guys even read the Bible? Because it, every episode <laughs> is named after a Bible verse. Oh, interesting. And the ratings consistently go down consistently a point two drop in rating for each episode oh, it's man. just that sucks <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah anyway anyways anyways star trek yeah discovery. star trek discovery um so one other thing i noticed uh we do see saru again mm-hmm. and we see another kelpian is that the say um what's what's the the kelpian that he helped yeah in yeah did three? they did they like fix him or so is star- he stuck there so no they got him uh out right when he was away from the stuff that it was, that when he's not near dilithium it wasn't an issue right right so they got him out and uh, Saru was taking him um, back to um, what is his planet? I uh, Kelpium. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, we are super prepared tonight. Yeah, of course um, we are. This is why we have Google, right? It is called Kel- Kelpian Planet. Google says, "Did you mean Kansas basketball?" <laughs> uh, no, yes, no. yes, I did. No, um, no, we did not. Kaminar. Kaminar. Thank you. So he was taking him back to Kaminar to find his um, his family also help him to kind of reassimilate into the real world well not even reassimilate because he's never lived in the real world right um, so to bring him into the real world which is cool so you know Saru's kind of stepping in being like surrogate dad which is really awesome um, but we see Saru again and then uh, uh, Sukal that's the name of um, the the, the uh, Kelpian they found on the dilithium planet so uh, my question is is the Kelpian we see is that Sukal or is that another Kelpian? 
I think it looked like Sukal. I, I yeah. I, I I think that's I think that's like, like he's stepping down to help Sukal. Right. And and letting Michael be the captain, but I think right. he'll still be involved. Right. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see what becomes the major threat now that they're established right. in the future. Mm-hmm. They found a source of dilithium. Mm-hmm. Um. So what's going to be the tension? I mean, it seems like getting the Federation back together. Yeah. Like, because that season was, like, about finding the Federation. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like this season's going to be about rebuilding the Federation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some reconstruction. And then, so, uh, I believe we also... Did we see uh, a shot of uh, uh, Tarina, the um, the president of what was formerly Vulcan? Yep, she's the one doing the symbol to the person we don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, what is the name of the, the not-Vulcan planet? Romulus? Oh, the one they moved to. Yes, uh, or the the the, I, I, the, the, the change remember. the name change. I can't remember. Okay. Shoot, y'all! It has not been that long since I watched right? Discovery. Um, Why does my brain not recall any of this information? Vulcan name change. Discovery. Vulcan. Nevar. 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 That's what it was. It's Vulcans and Romulans. Yeah. 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 So Nevar. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. I I was really. I really like her character. I'm really yeah. excited to see it how... It looked like she was mind-melding with um, someone. Maybe Michael? It looked like someone was getting mind-melded. Mm. No, no, no. He was mind-melding with a doctor, dude, whose name I can never remember. Um, yeah, yeah, she's... No, no, no. She's mind-melding with um, the courier guy. I cannot remember anyone's names. Uh, book. Book, yeah. She's mind-melding with book. Book. Love book. And then they random shot of book's cat. Queen, she's a queen. (laughs) I love love Grudge. I I love giant cats. I just love cats. I'm a cat lady. But uh, I'm in the one thing that has made Facebook redeemable for me in recent memory is the Facebook group. This cat is chonky. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Grudge could be queen of the chonk group. So (laughs) anyway, and apparently like. You've got a couple of different cats playing Grudge, and David Ajala is apparently the cat whisperer, um, and all the cats love him, So, which is perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Grudge is on, on that scale between hefty chonk, mega chonker, and a la he coming. Oh la he coming! <laughs> hefty chonk, mega chonker, oh la he coming! <laughs> I mean, when Mary Wiseman, who's about the same height as me, is holding up this cat... <laughs> And it's almost as long as yeah, she is tall. Yeah, like, <laughs> probably Grudge, like, I can't hold you. Did, did you eat her? <laughs> she, Grudge is probably somewhere in the all oh, he coming. <laughs> oh, she coming. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so so um, there was an episode of Mission Log Live podcast, uh, the one I actually got to uh, call in on and say hello. Um, there was discussion about Grudge, um, whether Grudge was actually a queen of something, or if Grudge was just a big cat. But I think Grudge is just a cat, and and he, David Ajala just, or well, that's the actor, uh, Book just really loves cats. And, you know, he basically is a druid, you know. He has uh, animal friendship. He helps all the animals. You have Molly, the, uh, what is, what the uh, the transworm. Yeah. 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 The transworm. It yeah. Really, that really sounds like a dubstep dance move. <laughs> like, everybody do the transworm. <laughs> Yeah, it's too bad you couldn't see the transform dance we were just doing. <laughs> it was pretty great. What, what a great audio! <laughs> 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 
is great. Uh, I feel like he did that a lot. I'm like, and then he's like, I'm like, he's okay, like, yeah. yeah. people listening, like, he's like, he's like, what? What? What did? What did he like? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We're really like, <laughs> it's late. We've been drinking. Nathaniel like, and I, I think are we'll drink a piece. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've barely so, even gotten into mine. But like, um, you know, Nathaniel and I both talk with our hands. So. <laughs> yes, we definitely. I definitely accidentally hit someone while gesticulating. Oh I was yeah, so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did one of these. I just slapped someone. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will get down on my knees and apologize. I did not mean to do that. I did not realize there was people standing next oh, to me. No. <laughs> wow. But. Yeah, so uh, so I'm excited for season four. I think it's been I think it has been trending in a good direction. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, just had a conversation with Nathaniel's sister uh, earlier this evening where uh, she she didn't make it through the first season of Discovery um, just because she was just like eh, I don't know if it's for me, and I'm like keep going, uh, like because I barely remember the main plot points of season one. Season one was Klingon War. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Klingon War. But then we get through season two. By the time I got to the end of season two, I was so, like, emotionally all in. Like, in that finale, I I cried through the last 20 minutes. Uh, it, it was funny because I was I was watching it. I was, at, I was on vacation. I was at my friend's house. And I'm, I'm finishing some... I'm trying to finish uh, an article for Fangirlish about things I'm hoping for for season three of Discovery. And so I'm finishing season two and I'm watching this on my Kindle at the dinner table and I'm just, I've got my earphones in. Nobody can hear like what I'm watching and I'm just crying. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? I was like, no. No, I'm not. I'm not okay. They're so brave. <laughs> anyway, so, and then like this season, I mean, 2020 was rough. For I mean, and that's, that's the understatement of the century. Like, you know, 2020... It was hard for everybody. And all of this was filmed. They finished filming, like, February 19th. And oh, man. Yeah, like, so they finished filming all of this, like, right before everything got shut down. And they, like, all of the emotional beats in season three were so needed in, like, within this past year. Like, I looked forward to being able to write about Star Trek Discovery every single week just because of how emotionally cathartic it was for me to watch every single episode and how moved I was. Like, again, maybe, maybe it's just because I just, I, I love Star Trek so much and I love the hopefulness of Star Trek, but I really feel like season three latched onto that and, and, you know, didn't let go. And it was awesome. Also, there was lots of found family stuff in there, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, yep, I'm a sucker for that, <laughs> as we have you established. Got you got me You again. got me on a bunch of different fronts. <laughs> so, Very well, I accept. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to season four. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see what they do with Tilly. Mm-hmm. Tilly's my gal. She's my favorite Star Trek um, uh, character, or my favorite Star Trek character in Discovery, because I identify so much with her awkwardness and her exuberance and her too muchness uh because that's that's me that's me all mm-hmm. over the board mm-hmm. um so yeah and, and i agree she was like especially because you don't know her and she's just like this kind of seemingly out of place character in the first mm-hmm. in the first season um like really doesn't feel like she fits in with the rest of the crew yeah. but she her she had i mean because of that it actually sets her up for really, really good character growth, and I think yeah. they did a good job with it. And I love her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I. That's one thing I've really been impressed with. I feel like 
all of our mains, like, and we're starting to get more with, like, the rest of our bridge crew. I don't think we've really gotten to know, like, Reese and Detmer mm-hmm. um, and uh, Owo as well. Mm-hmm. But we're getting yeah. more development for them. Right, but, right. But, like, in, within, like, the past season, we got tons of development for Michael, tons for Tilly, mm-hmm. uh, tons for Saru. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, Hugh and... Yeah, Hugh um, and... Um, Anthony Rapp. Yeah. Character name again. Uh, oh, uh, Stamets. Yeah. Stamets. Paul. Right. Uh, and then, and then, then you add um, Adira. Mm-hmm. And and then Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then this is this whole other found family dynamic, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, you've you've got like this super interesting cast, and you're getting to watch all of these characters grow and develop in natural, realistic ways, and I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's, that's, I think that's probably the best thing Discovery's got going for it is its character development and just watching everybody grow. And I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, you know, Star Trek's got good things coming in the future. We're Absolutely. excited. As does Marvel. As does Marvel. Um, Lots of good stuff coming down the pike for, you know, us being locked up for yeah. a year. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. We got good Star Trek. We got, uh, we got good Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, good Marvel, like really good Marvel. Yeah. Um, you know, that, I think more than anything, and people, you know, I would not say either WandaVision or Captain Falcon Winter Soldier are perfect. Like, I won't, I won't say, like, these have no flaws. That's stupid. They have flaws. But they're both, I think they're both excellent. And I think they both point to the creative direction that Kevin, I can never, Fage? Kevin, uh, Feige, Kevin Feige. Feige. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige is taking things. Mm-hmm. And I think he's willing to take risks. Yeah. Like, he's willing to lean into more of the comic booky stuff, like, because... They are established now, so they can take more creative risks, and people mm-hmm. will watch it. Oh yeah, and, and like I mean, something like Wandavision, like you could not have done that ten years ago. People would have said, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> you know, right. Wandavision was so different and weird, and it worked. Um, mm-hmm. And that was phenomenal. And and also like they're they're really demonstrating. And I, and I mentioned this on another episode, I think, but like one of the things I really am continually impressed with with what the MCU is doing and and I think like more science fiction things are doing this too. One things I one of the things I've always thought comic books actually do pretty well is they can hit on some harder topics mm-hmm. um, and do it in a way where you don't realizing you don't realize you're thinking about this harder topic. Right. And the way WandaVision handled grief. Mm-hmm. I've never seen like another like I can't think of another show that's ever done anything remotely close to that and about how grief is real and it, it sticks with you for a while. You don't just snap out of it and get over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many like stories will say, you know, time will heal all wounds and maybe, yeah, to a degree, but it doesn't mean that you're not ever going to be sad about something ever right. again. Right. You right. Know? So yeah. Anyway, yeah. that that's yeah. a, that's, man. that's another episode. That's yeah. not a Star Trek episode. Grief, man. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong one. <laughs> I am a healthy, mentally stable individual. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so good things for Star Trek coming up. Um, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of hope they don't do any more movies. Like they they pour all their resources. I, I into don't. I don't think they're going series. to. At least not anytime soon. Yeah, not anytime soon. Yeah. There, there's um, there's so much new Trek TV coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. Um, we got. Where's my section thirty one with Michelle Yeoh? Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Um, I mean the the whole episode with the um, the uh, city on the edge of forever. Yeah. Um, that was the backdoor pilot for the. 
right. section 31. Right, but I haven't heard, and it, well, there wasn't anything about it in uh, contact day either. Right, right. So I, I know it's I know it's happening. Um, I don't know if it's filming at this point or not. Um, and are we officially getting like a Captain Pike thing? Or uh, yes, that that is Captain uh, Pike and. Definitely sexy with a beard, Spock. Uh, yes. Don't uh, come at me. I will fight you on this. Yes, even though he shaded shaded it off, but that's going to be called Still. Strange New Worlds. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to look up at that Michelle Yao real quick, or Michelle Yo. I have I I used to say it one way because I never heard it said out loud, and uh-huh. uh, I realized oh that was not correct. I mean, the best you can do if you've never heard someone say it, the best you can do is you know a phonetic a phonetic pronunciation. So like, I don't think people can blame you. If you've never heard someone say it, then until you're corrected, I think it's perfectly reasonable to just go with a phonetic spelling, a yeah. phonetic uh, pronunciation. Well, uh, the problem you hear is that, I have... France, a phonetic pronunciation. <laughs> So, my problem is, I have heard it now said correctly, but I can't remember what it is. I'm sorry, Michelle. I love you. I think you're amazing. Okay, so, uh, one, she is a busy lady. Um, In 2021, I'm looking at IMDb. She's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 upcoming projects. Oh, my. Um, up through... She was an Agents of Child, right? Uh, no, that who is... Who was I thinking about? That's, um... Yeah, Ming Na Wen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ming Na Wen was in Crazy Rich Asians? Or my I mixing, no, am I mixing no, up? No, Michelle, Michelle Yeo was in was, She was the Asians. mom in Crazy Rich Asians. Right. So, uh, she's also going to be in, uh, speaking of MCU, she's she's joining the MCU. She's going to be in Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. When is that supposed to come out? That is apparently coming out this year, dude. Oh, I'm good about that. She's also going to be in Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Ugh, don't talk to me <laughs> why, about that. No, I don't understand garbage, why we need Garbage trash. I don't understand. But anyway. Because it made a billion dollars. <laughs> yes, that's why. And now everything is in 3D and looks cool. Um, so, anyway, um, the untitled Star Trek slash Section 31 project is listed as in development on IMDb. So they haven't even started filming. Right, right. So, But it's definitely happening. I'm very excited about that because uh, Michelle... Yao or Michelle Yo, forgive me for not knowing the correct way to mm. say that. She is fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. And I think I'm, you it Michelle. Me. Oh no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's great. I yeah. um, you know, it's it's interesting because I had not. I don't think I'd really seen her in anything mm-hmm. besides Crazy Rich Asians, which phenomenal movie. Oh yeah, love Crazy Rich Asians. But because uh, but I didn't realize that. Oh, she was a Bond girl. Oh, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, she's in Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies, I didn't watch that one. (laughs) Um, She's also in... Oh, no, I did watch Tomorrow Never Dies. Die Another Day is the one I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'm like... But man, Crouching Tiger is great. She is better known for all of her action stuff, and I know her for the one rom-com, which is so, uh, like, ironic Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you mean live-action Mulan, but good? Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll say that. And... Shade thrown. <laughs> oh, I'll throw, I'll throw that shade all day. There's no reason to remake Mulan. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Uh, we will. We're definitely do do an episode on remakes. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so we've got, you know, still coming down the pike, and we don't know details yet, but we've got the Section 31 show. Yep. And then we've also got Strange New Worlds, which is going to be uh, the uh, Captain Pike show. Mm-hmm. We're going to have um, Ethan Peck as Spock. Awesome. Uh, going to have uh, Rebecca Romaine as number one. Number one. Number one, but we and, and she's she's very uh, mysterious. We don't really know anything about her. And she's in the future, right? 
No. <laughs> did, didn't Pike's number one go to the future, or someone on Pike's crew went to the future? With uh, the one with the breather thing. Yes, and and then she went back to her planet in season three of Discovery. Right. Yes, I've forgotten that she was on Pike's crew. Right, but wasn't she number one? No, uh, Rebecca Romaine has always been. Number okay, one. okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's going to be really cool. Um, really love Anson Mount as Captain. Pike. Oh yeah, I think he did. He's, he's fantastic. He's, he's a North Carolina boy. Atta boy. There we go. Um, and then you know Ethan Peck is Spock. My goodness. Oh, he's fantastic. Well, and and like to um, I listened on Star Trek Day. Um, he did. They they did uh, a panel of um. Uh, online with uh, him and some of the other uh, Strange New Worlds people. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, well, I re- you know, when he was preparing for the role, he actually went back and he watched original series. He made note of things that Spock referenced, like philosophical works and things like that, and then went and read them. Huh. Like, hey. I mean, I mean, people got all grumpy about Spock having a beard, but I was like, my goodness, like, the man does his homework. And he's so good at, like, embodying that persona. Spock's my favorite, like, Spock and Uhura are my favorite original series characters. And he just nails it. So, bully, yeah. bully for him. Yeah, I think you did a great job. Yeah. All right, well, that's, so that's all. This, it's a good it's a good time to be a Trek fan. It, it really is. We got, like, all but, like, ten weeks last year uh, where we didn't have a new Star Trek episode of something. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. And, and it's all available in one place. Yep. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Which... Yeah, I guess it has other things. Uh, yeah, it does. It, like, it actually has a lot of stuff. Uh, has uh, like all the MTV and Nickelodeon stuff. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah the Paramount owns Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, Plus. yeah. Oh, uh, it, it's Viacom. So basically everything Viacom owns is pretty much on Paramount yeah. Plus. So. I, I, there were a couple of our rom-com episodes. I watched a couple of things on Paramount Plus. Yeah, um, got, a, got a fair amount of movies on there. Um, yeah. Love TV. So I'm glad they changed their name because like... Come on, guys. I mean, I, HBO needs to change the name to Warner Max. It's like, it's not, <laughs> I, I haven't watched a single HBO show on it, so like, yeah, I'm not using it, for HBO. Yeah, it's, it's fair. I'm pretty sure most of the stuff I've watched on there recently has just been movies. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, yeah. like, get it together, Warner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's going to be our, our show. Relatively short. Relatively short. <laughs> and there's only two of us tonight. Yeah, there's only two of us tonight. So, I mean, but honestly, let's and, be honest. We yeah. could talk about Star Trek for another... I mean, seriously. For like, another hour and 15 minutes. Star Trek's but, uh, my... I, you know, I... And there's a lot of material to cover. It's been going since the 60s. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, there's 80 I mean, years of... Yeah, well, not that. 80 years of stuff. That, that's, well, it was that math 60s. is wrong. <laughs> it was late 60s, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so 50 years of stuff. It ended in 68, I believe. Uh, 68, 69. Yeah, so, so it's been 50 years. Yeah, 50 years 50 of stuff. Plus Half years a century of Star Trek. Yeah, it's good stuff. Interesting to think about. Good stuff. Uh, um, quick quick plug, if you're interested in going, puggo, puggo. In, uh, going into a, a bit more of a deep dive, here in a few weeks uh, at Signum University, um, Dr. Amy Sturgis, uh, who was one of my professors in grad school, is teaching a Star Trek class. So you can take it for, you know, master's degree credit, or you can audit it and get the information and also, she's going to have uh, Star Trek author Una McCormack uh, guest mm. teach on one of the episodes. So that's pretty cool. There you go. You want to plug uh, Earl Green's podcast? Yeah, yeah. So you can learn more about um, Star Trek uh, from uh, the host of Roddenberry Podcasts. Uh, my friend Earl Green does a lot of audio production for them. Um, Mission Log, uh, where they go, they are going episode by episode through every Star Trek series, which is really cool. They're, I believe they're on Deep Space Nine. Right now, um, heading up towards the end of Deep Space Nine, I believe. Then there's Mission Log Live. Whenever there's a, a, a live, uh, like a Star Trek show on the air, you're going to have a weekly uh, wrap 
um, on that each week. So if you call in to Mission Log Live, you can call in, ask questions, and uh, have discussion or whatever. Earl's the guy that answers the phone. And if you want to learn more about sci-fi history in general, you can uh, check out Sci-Fi 5. There you go. And uh, actually, where people find you where? Okay, so <laughs> you can hit me up on the tweets at the Nerdy Blogger. You can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Nerdy Blogger. You can read my blog at nerdyblogging.wordpress.com. You can also read my words on fangirlish.com. Mostly writing about movies, but also you can see all my reviews for Star Trek Discovery. I'm also going to be covering Picard and Discovery again this year um, for those. So I'm, I'm really excited to do that. You can read my words on popcultureretrorama.com. You can also hear my voice on the Pop Culture Retrorama podcast. And you can find me at Holy Golem. Uh, you can check out the, uh, the YouTube channel that Greg and I do, The Kitchen Chemist. we got a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash The Kitchen Chemist. Um, youtube.com slash C slash The Kitchen Chemist. We got some uh, fun little shorter episodes about hors d'oeuvres coming out where I'm wearing sunglasses and uh, it's late night even though we film during the day. <laughs> so I'm like, Don't worry about it, it's Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> or is divorce. I made an inappropriate joke about deviled eggs. It's probably going to go on the Instagram. Um, that, based on the name deviled eggs, I think you can you can guess where I accidentally went with that just when I was riffing. But uh, it was pretty funny. Um, but yes, uh, Greg threw in a Darth Sand joke <laughs> or reference, mm. a Darth Sand reference. Um, so it, we, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we've got new episodes coming out, uh, in, uh, not infrequently, but irregularly. Hey. Uh, um, but we're working on getting a more regular, more rigorous schedule um, with some, I think we've got some different content ideas going out there. So if you like to cook or if you just want to watch me goof around uh, with a knife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty entertaining. Uh, you can uh, check that out, Kitchen Chemist. So yeah, uh, until next time, let me leave you with uh, just a little bit of uh, of some famous Star Trek quotes. Hold uh, on. Me, me. <laughs> Those were not Star Trek. Are you sure? But Nathaniel, real quick, you didn't tell our friends where they can find our oh, daily right. debated Facebook group. Our daily debated Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash dearly debated. Uh, we are there. Um, we also have a Twitter at dearly debated and Gmail. Uh, duly debated at gmail.com so if you want to send us a tweet if you want to send us an email say hey idiots you got something wrong or I also love this yay or you just want to say hey uh, hello my name is Prince uh, blah blah blah, blah, blah <laughs> please transfer 50 million dollars um, to my bank to account, my bank account <laughs> right if, 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 you know <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah feel free to hit us up um, so until next time Star Trek Liar! oh no Star Wars again <sighs> I need some Star Can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. Yeah, I need some Star Trek on my board, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Live long and Live prosper. Long and prosper. <laughs> Bye. Uh, oh, that got real what was wet. It, what was it Saru said? I don't know. He said a lot of things. I'm pretty sure he just said. Do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got faith on the heart.
Chumbacasino.com. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.